Hello and welcome to the Emerald Gamescast episode 43. My name is Nolan. With me is... I'm Janelle. And also... I'm Alex. And we're here on the spookiest day of the year. And apparently, if you ask Janelle, the, the, the most sleepiest, boring day of the, the year. Sleepiest yeah. day sleepiest of the year. Day of the Are year. you bored? Of the Emerald Games cast. She's yawning again, audience. <laughs> We're gonna if you keep talking about it, it's gonna keep happening. I'm just We're so, twenty can I'm, can I'm you so get can, can you get the audience, audience to contagiously yawn? Yes. If you talk about yeah. yawning, I guarantee whoever's listening to the the, the podcast right now will yawn. It's like a psychological it's thing. That thing. You know that thing where your yawn doesn't like have that satisfying punch and so you feel like you're just in the state of uncomfortable, not good yawn yawns? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like yeah. when you have a hiccup slash maybe a weak burp on your throat and it just never goes away. Yeah. Just the lump sits there forever. Alex is yawning now too. Ah! <laughs> if you keep talking about it, it's going to keep happening. All right. Let's talk about Halloween. something that isn't boring. Let's talk about Halloween. Halloween and video games. Listeners, you came here to talk about video games. We came here. You're not talking. You're listening. To talk about video games. We're talking. That's mm-hmm. right. Like we said last week, it's a it's a it's a parasocial relationship we have with you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, video game news this week has not been uh, wildly fast, but uh, there have been a couple of games that we got provided review codes for. Yes, that's super um, exciting. That I think we should talk some about. Mm-hmm. I want to say up front, there's a game we got provided a review code for called Lucifer Within. That is going to be getting attention on the next episode. Some stuff came up and there wasn't time to cover it. Um, but we did get to cover uh, this game called Ghost Runner. It's a game by 505 Games that, uh, well, you know, you, you, you watched me play some. Is it by 505 or is it published by 505? Because I think 505 is just a publisher. That's a good question. We're going to look it up right now so that I don't mess that up. Developers, One More Level, 3D Realms, Slipgate, Ironworks, published by All In Games and 505 Games. There we go, yeah. So, thank you for that for that catch. Um, and it's on PS4, Switch, Xbox One, Microsoft, Windows, all that stuff. It's, uh, if you haven't seen it, this game got a big boost of publicity right after we found out that Cyberpunk 2077, which will come up later, <laughs> does not end up uh, in the final product actually having wall running. Ghost Runner is a game that is a cyberpunk game that very much did have wall running, and I think that's where most people heard of it first. It's a first-person ninja game, really fast-paced, kind of like Hotline Miami was my first my first take on it. Basically, you are doing this sort of Mirror's Edge-style platforming. You're running on walls, jumping, sliding, and trying to dodge bullets from people while getting in and speeding through these levels and cutting people down it's very much like Hotline miami in the sense that like when you die you respawn just instantly you go back in mm-hmm. try it again so there's lots of trial and error um and it all sounds pretty cool right it's beautiful too it is it, it looks is. gorgeous yeah it's absolutely beautiful um the art is all very dreary cyberpunk but the concept is kind of judge dread like where it's one giant mega structure it's very huge tower that houses millions of people or house millions of people i think in the in the current timeline of the game it's now abandoned and you are climbing up to the top of it fighting enemies on the way and the name ghost runner is derived from like the ghost runners are sort of these 
I don't know if mercenary is the right word. The story pitches them as sort of a um, guns for hire, like like an enforcer class. Yeah, sort of gun for hire. Professional corvos. Professional corvo atanos. Yeah, I saw a lot of people comparing it to uh, to that game, uh, Dishonored, Dishonored. but it didn't look or feel anything like that, other than the fact that it's first person and you have a sword and have movement options. Um, you know how Metal Gear has those VR missions? Yeah, it's like that but for dishonored it's like a <laughs> dishonored vr mission it it does it does feel that way yeah. the environments of the skyscraper they don't really feel like believable places which i don't think is a fault of the game i think it's it's by design um it's very clearly made in that classical vein where the level geometry and the playability of it is a hell of a lot more important in the priority of the devs than than making the space make any logical sense as a thing that would actually have been built so it sort of ends up like a bunch of divorced challenge runs you go in a room and there's six or seven enemies and you have to figure out the optimal path of jumps and runs and slides and dodges to get in there and take them out and then you go to the next room and it's like one chunk of content completed next one up on the docket so it's it's level based um unfortunately in my opinion it is not as interesting to play as some of the things that it structurally seems inspired by like hotline miami uh being melee focused it doesn't end up allowing as much creativity as some of the best modern arena combat games like doom or wolfenstein or whatnot either where you can sort of be frequently thinking through how you want to approach something in this the way you approach something is strictly directional like you have your dodge and you can slow down time when you're in midair and you can do these horizontal or, or, or lateral movements to get around shots but it's like a first-person bullet hell uh, with a very optimal path through everything. So it just... It doesn't have that improvisational flow that a game like Hotline does. And um, I... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I didn't find it particularly interesting. And this is a conversation for, for you guys, too. I kind of have the vibe that Cyberpunk is, as, as an aesthetic is so interesting. But as an aesthetic... Cyberpunk is also really easy to make dull. Yeah, we've talked about this before, but it's very easy to get caught up in the aesthetic and miss the, like, you know, you're playing the words, you're, you're playing the notes, but not the music, right? Like, you have all of the visual elements of Cyberpunk, you have neon, you have, like, uh, old technology encroaching over, or new technology encroaching on old technology. But, like, you know, the the core of Cyberpunk, which is, like, transhumanism and, like, economic instability and... high tech low life yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah i like that i like that a lot actually um well, I, that's sort of lost in the i i like the art in this game because it doesn't look like generic cyberpunk i don't think that cyberpunk inherently has to look like blade runner and i, I think either. it's disappointing that people don't really move from that very often which is one of the reasons why i think cyberpunk 2077 looks boring as hell but um they they had a chance to not only like change the aesthetic of cyberpunk in this game, but to also do something interesting with the gameplay. And they did one of those things, but not really the other. So you think the aesthetic shines through? I do. 
It looks gorgeous. I no one's the only one who's played the game, to be clear, but it looks yeah. beautiful and it looks like a lot of fun. Like a lot of the demo reels they put out look like very high octane, a lot of fun to like watch. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's you know what, and and this is um not to say that this game is not going to be fascinating for a lot of people because one thing I should say is that this this game is practically designed for speedrunners. Oh, yeah. interesting. Figuring out the path through these levels and executing on them is very much like a fine motor challenge. It's a, it's a muscle memory thing. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be dying, you know, eight to ten times on one room before you just nail it. And it's this like rush of adrenaline on the way through in a way that reminds me of, you know, playing Doom or whatever, playing Hotline or whatever. But it just doesn't feel like you created that line yourself yeah. um, as much as discovered it, which is a little bit less interesting. Uh, and that, that also could be me just be, being bad at the, I don't know, being bad <laughs> at the game. Maybe it's possible. But uh, for speedrunners, I could see this game being done in, 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 in minutes flat. I mean, you can just, you can zip around these levels yeah. at lightning speeds and you can deflect shots as well. So you could change it up that way if you want to. Um, it has a snow crash thing to it where some some of the some of the levels are those combat challenges some of them are in this cyberspace where you're you're what you know you're, you're sort of that tron version that tron vision of being inside of a computer where everything is like floating code um and those are platforming levels mm-hmm. which remind me of how like mario sunshine would just abstract itself for 10 mm-hmm. minutes at a time mm-hmm. to create these platform gauntlets this game does that too so if it sounds like you'd have fun with it, if you like that sort of fast combat, if you like Mirror's Edge in, in particular, um, it's 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 good. It just it doesn't do the hotline thing better than the hotline, doesn't do Mirror's Edge better than Mirror's Edge, doesn't do the arena combat better than anything else, but it's a good combination of all of those, and it's a great just burst of, of uh, good times. I just don't know if it's a $25 burst of good oh, times. Oh, it's $25. Wow, okay. Uh, 23 99 but that's 20 uh, on sale i was gonna right say now. yeah 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 it's uh it's 30 bucks it's 30 so, bucks so you liked it you didn't love it yeah i liked it didn't love it sure okay that's fair very uh, beautiful yeah. you want to talk about another cyberpunk yeah you yeah. know we've been talking about this cyberpunk for a while yeah. that's true <laughs> let's talk about the next cyberpunk Video game, Alex. Blade Runner MMO. It's not. It's not MMO today. Blade Mm. Runner (laughs) MMO, starring that one guy. Harrison Ford. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. Who's the Who's the Asian dude that's in every movie? Who's like, I designed your eyes. What's his name? That dude won an award recently for being in so many movies. I don't remember his name though. Did he win an award for that? What? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. What? It doesn't matter. Well, I'll, I'll look it up later <laughs> and then bring it up whenever there's a, a dull moment. But that guy who designed your eyes. Yeah, remember uh, what's his face? Uh, Rutger, Rutger something. The uh, the Howard? yeah, Rutger Hauer goes up and is like, "My old friend, how are you?" And he's in like the the cold dome and he's like working on the 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 uh, replicant eyes, and he's like, "I designed your eyes." That's the one thing he says in the movie. <laughs> I have James no idea, something. Man. I have no idea. I'm sorry. That actor's really cool. I don't remember. I, I, anyway, this is. All this to say, we were just making this. This all came from like a shitty like Blade Runner joke. joke. What? It was a great joke. Anyway, we're not talking about Blade Runner. We're not talking about Blade Runner. We're talking or, about cyberpunk. Or it's James Hahn. James Hahn. Thank you. James Hahn rules. Anyway, 
Apparently his name in the movie, by the way, which, uh, is this ever said? His name is Hannibal Chu. <laughs> I think so, now that I'm thinking about it. Can we, do you, so, okay, listener, this story is about Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> which does not have Hannibal Chu or James Hong in it. As far as Well, we maybe, know, yeah, he could, that'd be really cool if he was in it. I'd actually like I mean, that a lot. They have a little more time to, to get him in if he's not there already. <laughs> because sure the do. story of the day here is that despite in the past Cyberpunk 2077, uh, developer and producer CD Projekt Red's CEO swearing up and down there would not be any more crunch time and that there would not be any further delays. On October 27th, it was announced by the official Twitter that the game was uh, or is being delayed by 21 days. So the new release date is going to be December 10th rather than uh, what it was previously. Mm-hmm. And... They just sort of threw up a picture on Twitter explaining it that uh, the game's already gone gold, which means the the game is is content complete, but not... And they finished printing discs. Yes. Which is wild to me. It is content complete. The discs are printed. It is going to be uh, shipping out the way that it would have been identically before this delay was announced or possibly even decided. But the time left is going to be used to make what they're calling their day zero patch so they're keeping people on in order to just kind of iron out some some kinks now i don't know about you guys i don't care about waiting 21 more days for cyberpunk 2077 but that's not really the pertinent issue here yeah because listener as you know we've talked about it 100 billion million hundred times because it keeps happening but this means more crunch for everyone involved. Yep. So how Jason, do you Schre- about that? Jason Schreier tweeted out um, something like he had had employees come to him and say like the majority of us are working 100 hour work weeks, which if I did the math right is 14 hour days. That's obscene. The um, I think it was the CEO told some people in the media that the crunch was being overblown and that a lot of people aren't working extra and it's really easy for some people right now. And then the very next day, he had to email his employees apologizing. Yeah. Because, like, that's just not true. Yeah. It's 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 super scummy, right? And you would think, and that's always been the perception for years, that delays give people a little more time and a little less, um, you know, they don't have to work quite as hard. It's almost always the exact opposite, right? It's almost always they put it into, like, double gear to make sure they can meet those delays. Um, I think the most shocking thing about this, because Cyberpunk has been getting delayed a whole bunch... The most shocking thing about it to me is that the game went gold. They had already gotten things printed, and and they decided to to delay it. That's super interesting to me that that was, like, I wonder what it was. Well, I mean, we kind of know what it was, but I wonder what it was that made them decide, hey, let's let's delay it again, right? Um, Because I think in that same Jason Schreier kind of article or tweet that he talks about it, he mentions that, they were having trouble getting it to run on current gen consoles, so the Xbox One and the PS4. It was fine on PC and next gen, so PS5 and Xbox One SX, whatever. Um, but they were struggling yeah, they, to get it to work on current gen consoles. They say in the announcement that that the development process requires testing and polishing nine separate ports of the game. So, you know that's. Xbox, all the different versions, PS4, PS4 Pro, PS5, PC, Stadia, all this jazz. Is this coming out on Stadia? 
I mean, is it coming out on Stadia? Yeah, it's, it is. It's on wow. Stadia. Yeah. That's weird too. This is just weird. I remember um, Stadia. Yeah, remember Stadia. <laughs> remember I when don't. you could play Assassin's Creed Origins on Chrome? Yeah, they just gave it to you, didn't they? Yeah. And a lot of people just didn't buy Assassin's Creed Origins. Played it in your browser. Yeah. Like a mint, like a mini clip game. Yeah, yeah. I want Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven on Chrome. Well, you can get that with Stadia. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what were you gonna say, Janelle? What I was gonna say is that my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory that I've been joking about, but now I'm starting to believe, is that this game isn't real. <laughs> this game won't come out. It was supposed to come out in April. It's April, not coming April out. Sixteenth. It's not coming out in December. But my second thought, and I know that this is a shitty second thought to have. Well, this is after like a week of thinking about all of the like real pertinent issues. But my new issue is that this is being released apparently. <laughs> this real game the night of the game awards which means that the game awards are going to be really annoying about it and i'm just kind of dreading that uh, they didn't say that it won't qualify this year just like smash bros didn't last year well so. yeah but they'll they'll certainly talk about it sure yeah yeah but i don't know man it's like i've shared a ton about how i think that this is a pretty scummy company overall I think the higher-ups do a lot of shitty things from transphobic jokes. So many of those to crunch time. I just don't understand the huge amount of love and adoration that they get from people who like their games. Like, at a point, how can you keep forgiving this crunch and the way that they treat their employees, you know? It don't it's matter just... as long as you get product in your hand. Who cares about how it's made, right? Yeah. Just have, just eat sausage. Don't, no, don't, no concern about how it's made, right? That's the thing. These are people who either don't know or don't care enough to know. And that's, well, I would argue, the majority of consumers. Some, But sometimes it comes down to the fact that the art created by this corporate entity is not representative of that. Because the people that are the CEOs or the heads of CD Projekt Red are not the ones writing the script and working on the ground making the game. So sure. that's kind of a weird game... oxymoron though, isn't it? The art of a corporate entity. Like no, what what I'm what I what what I'm saying is that the the conditions are we know them to be terrible, but it doesn't mean that the game itself is going to be a direct reflection of like the people at the highest echelon of power like I, i'm saying like if you have writers who are making something and they're being abused and overexerted it doesn't change the fact that their writing stands separate from the people who are overexerting them i mean i don't know if that i don't know if that makes sense what i'm saying that is sense. that cyberpunk could come out and be a good game with a terrible development story it doesn't necessarily reflect the quality of the product that that like i'm just saying there are going to be pe people who like and enjoy cyberpunk 2077 and that enjoyment is not bred of ignorance of the process that it took to make it it's going to be in spite of or alongside it yeah that makes sense mm -hmm. isn't it kind of funny isn't the word but this game about like cyberpunk we know mm -hmm. has almost everything to do with like working conditions and like, like the horrors well, of capitalism okay. unrestrained yeah. and yeah like red dead 2 is a great example red dead 2 is about 
also the horrors of capitalism but more importantly red dead 2 is about a group of people being manipulated by a charismatic public face that uses them against their best interest and puts them in dangerous and unethical situations and tells them it's for the greater good and then berates them if they complain about it and that's what happened at rockstar with the hauser brothers that was the process of red dead 2 but it did not change the quality of Red Dead Redemption 2 being both an excellent game and a game that deals in a personal, intimate way with that very topic. So I'm saying that I can't speak for Cyberpunk 2077 because I haven't played it, but whether or not this game properly confronts the dangers of corporate capitalism is up in the air, is where I'm at. Like, we don't know whether or not this means the game will be bad or tone deaf. No, it I just means it's... I'm just got saying, a blind it's got a dark mark on it i'm just it's, saying it's, it's ironic oh it's absolutely ironic but i'm just saying when alex said like you know people enjoy it just because they don't know i'm saying that sure. might be true for a lot of people but i don't think that's going to be true for everybody oh, of course not but that's what yeah. i was saying i think the majority of consumers are like we don't care as long as we get a product right yeah and, sure. and that's frustrating disappointing but you know that's one of the things that we want to try to address here is that like you know we absolutely. want people to not just take things at face value like that and care about how Absolutely. the sausage is made you know i also just don't want anyone in the in the in the audience to, to like feel guilty for being excited about a game that's all so i'm just providing that other side as well because sure. i'm excited about this game still i i'm 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 wary of cd project red and it's it's sad to find out because this is not something that before cyberpunk 2077 story really broke i don't think this is something that was common knowledge about mm -hmm. them the way they operated i mean before this with with witcher 3 it was like hey here's this great game made by a great company with a great work culture and that was the full extent of it well, and there was something else out there but it wasn't like something we all knew about or didn't look i mean into, don't you know? mean the public um did you just assume my gender company but that like, was during cyberpunk that was like a was that after a couple the years ago, yeah, okay. yeah. Witcher three yeah. came out, and they like have redacted that, but I mean, yeah. it still sucks. They shouldn't have made they, that they joke in the like first that place. Multiple times, though, yeah. But yeah, you do have a point. It's and just... our buddy, buddy with Elon Musk, and who wants to start his own apartheid uh, Mars colony because he doesn't want to follow U.S. laws. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm... yeah. You shouldn't feel bad for looking forward to it, but it is also okay to criticize it and oh. not look forward to it and think that the whole situation is very it, scummy. Absolutely. It's important it's to know how this game and games like this are made, right? They don't just it, magically yeah. appear. It's, you know. It is it is absolutely scummy. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it isn't at all. It's 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 incredibly disappointing and it's something we talked about back with Red Dead 2 as well and with with yeah. with Blizzard as well. Yeah. You know. I wasn't it's there come for it, but did you guys talk about it with the uh uh, Last of Us. I'm just blanking on the name of it all of a sudden. Last of Us Two. Yeah, probably you cut out, but I yeah I heard the word two. So Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We. Um, I think we? I don't think we talked about it too much because we had been talking about it in other episodes. I think we mm. focused on spoilers for the yeah. most part. It's also been a few months. Sure. But. Yeah. But yeah, a, a lot of the games that we know and love were made with you know pretty awful working conditions yeah and that's true this of a not, lot of things is, we know and love like yeah you you can't completely separate the art from the environment it was created in and you can't completely conflate the art with the environment it was created in yeah. it's a mixture 
of factors and any serious analysis or critique, I think has to take into account all of those factors. But a big factor for me of how I feel about this game still needs to be uh, derived after having played. Well, that's true. That's absolutely true. That's where I'm at. Like I've said a couple times now, I think it's important to be conscious about the the, the choices you make and the things you consume, right? And and this is is no different. No, I know you are. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Multiple things, yeah. Yeah. And I'm conscious that this sucks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about uh, a weird new thing that might not have sucked? Sure. Yeah. Uh, So, you know Fire Emblem? Smash Bros. I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, you, you didn't know Fire Emblem before 2003 or whenever Smash Bros. Uh, Melee came out. And you had I was these two... six. Was it? What? I was six years old. Oh, uh, I thought you said it was six. I was like, no, it wasn't 2006. No, but... I didn't know about anything when I was six, man. I knew about Sonic. <laughs> that's So you didn't know about anything worth knowing about. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, there were these two little anime sword boys, and nobody in America knew who they were because their games never came out over here. Their first game, uh, Fire Emblem shadow dragon and the blade of light that's a dumb fucking name um Why wasn't the first game just called sick. fire emblem because that's sick as hell yeah well it's <laughs> like it's like an anime like medieval well. game right um uh, you know god that's fucking awesome you know what i this just reminds me when i was in middle school i remember getting fallout 3 i think i was younger than middle school because that game came out in 2008 so i would have been 11 when it came out I remember getting that game and I remember talking to a friend and going, man, it's so cool and bold. They called this game Fallout 3, even though it's the first game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like, I thought it was like Defcon 3, like how it's like a rating yeah, of Fallout. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, this just reminds me, like, <laughs> if I saw a game called Fire Emblem, the Shadow Warrior and Dragon Sword or whatever, you would assume that was some kind of spinoff. Yeah, that's just weird. I I, 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 vivid, weird. I vividly remember listening to a podcast where uh, journalist Max Scoville was complaining about how much he hated not just the name but the game Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, and the joke was just him interrupting <laughs> other people who were like, "Well, I don't know about that," and he was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. like Brian, Brian, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning <laughs> is what it's called." That game's fucking sick. Are you kidding me? Is right it? Now? Yeah, that game's pretty sick okay all i all i know about it is is this one journalist max scoville being like fuck that game and it's got a stupid name so it could be sick that's the thing like the 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 marketing is so separate but i feel the same about a plague tale innocence because that sounds like it's part of an anthology of games about the plague (laughs) yeah yeah. it's not it's the only it is the only plague tale there are no other plagues yeah it didn't it didn't have to be called a plague tale colon this is the plague tale about the the theme of innocence (laughs) because it's the only one well but but having a plague tale colon implies that there will be more so it makes perfect sense yeah but then they made then they made microsoft's flight it's really fun it's really fun they made plague tale innocence and they go they went boom let's make microsoft's flight simulator now yeah sobos wow (laughs) yeah anyway so fire emblem came out in japan on the super famicom many many moons ago whenever the super famicom was out i think this was towards the end of their life cycle so i want to say like the 90s 19 yeah 1990 um this game which never came out in america is getting a re-release you can buy it on december 4th for six dollars on the Famicom? On the on your <laughs> Nintendo Switch Entertainment System. 
That's too bad. We just bought a Famicom. Did you really? Oh, super, a super that. Famicom, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's all. Oh, well, yeah, Super Famicom is. I don't know if they can play Famicom games. But... No, they they yeah. they cannot. But oh, it shit. would be Look hilarious if Nintendo. For for context, this is an NES game. That's what we called yeah. it over here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. But this is weird and cool because it's like nobody had any like strong desire for this to come out. Um. But they, somebody did. I'm oh, I'm sure somebody did. But like no, compared I mean, just to one person, one guy. Yeah, did. one dude was like, "I want to play Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon to the Blade of Light, please." And they were like, "All right, fine." Um, but it's it's kind of weird and cool that this game is coming out out of nowhere. This game that came out many many years ago. I can't do math, so 1990 <laughs> to 2020. We're looking through the page, and there's this guy called like Garnif. Garnif. Oh yeah, Garnif is like an evil boy. You must not value your life very much. I will show you the true terror of the darkest magic in Hulu. <laughs> is what it says. Yeah. And then uh, Marth's class is listed as Marth class Lord. He's a Lord. Yeah. That's Weapon, the whole thing. Sword. Look at Marth's skirt. He's the Sword he Lord. Looks really weird in this game. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, the Lord Harden. of the Sword. Harden looks like Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, it kind of does, yeah. This game looks like a like really a bop, funny. man. I should I should play some. I want to play Fire Emblem. He's basing that off of the character pictures. <laughs> just so I can quotes. meet the character Medeus, whose class is Monakete. I don't remember what the character's name is, but what there was this really mean? goofy looking dragon, Miverna, Miverna, with this like fucked up looking lizard Minerva. bird Minerva. dragon. Oh my, yeah, she's a wyvern knight. She looks so calm and peaceful, and her dragon is, like, in perpetual suffering. Navar, class mercenary weapon sword, says, I feel bad for killing you, but it was your mistake to come here. Now die! These, hey, this is my take on this game. Okay, all of these characters, most of these characters, look like somebody was trying to draw something based on the art of Akira, but didn't remember what it looked like. I mean, it's just an it just looks like anime. Is what it I'd say. Imagine. I'd say Daros class pirate, no Daros class pirate weapons axes, uh, who is a pirate by the way, sounds like Benedict Kazahira Miller when he says, "I want to leave the life of a sea dog behind." That's Damn. his quote. Well, how can he be a pirate if he wants to leave the life of a sea dog behind? He should that change is, classes. That is confusing. And um, if you look at them again and see how big their foreheads are, you will understand what I'm saying about it looking like Akira. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. But this is coming out for six dollars. It's coming out for six dollars, and and this is a weird thing because, like I said, this wasn't really something people wanted. When I saw this, the first thing I thought of was Mother Three, which is the game that everyone has been complaining about and yeah, asking for the, for years. This is, the, this is the wrong. This is the wrong Famicom game. <laughs> yeah. Mother, well, Mother Three is a GBA game. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, but it, out of the all the classic. things they could have decided to translate, yeah. I think it's weird they did this one. Um, and I think it's frustrating that this one is also a limited time release, just like uh, the Mario collection that came out. Yep. This is how being, long is it limited for? When does it go off? It gets pulled off of store shelves in at the end of the fiscal year, so March thirty first, I think it was. Same with Mario, right? Same with Mario. Exact so same time as Mario. December 4th until March 31st is it's available. So not so... very long as you can buy that for that you can buy this online. Um and this is weird wow. for a couple of reasons. Same date as Mario. Also they have a they have a service for NES games. I understand that translation is expensive. It requires actually a decent amount of people and like the ability to go into the code and fix that, but like we'll fix it, change the language, you know. 
but <laughs> fix it. Yeah, yeah. But everything about this is really, really weird to me. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, my theory, and a lot of other people's theory, is that these games, in addition to Mario, after March 31st, are going to be released on their virtual console, whatever they're calling it, system, right? And they just want to get a little extra money out of it while they can during this pandemic. Um, nice. Yeah. My yeah. theory is is simpler. My my theory is you make it a limited purchase until the end of the fiscal year, and then people who have no interest in buying Fire Emblem will be like, well, but it's only six dollars, and I might as well buy it now, Yo, so I'll never get to buy it again. I and then in your out. financial reports, yep. you're, you're boosted. Yep, Video yep. games are just doing the retail thing, where like technically this is illegal, but things are on perpetual sale now. Like, yeah. They aren't really, but they say they're on sale. Maybe they'll just, like, maybe after the 31st, they'll go, oh, we're extending it, you know? That wouldn't surprise me. Nintendo is adopting the Disney Vault strategy, where they've decided, oh, this will be here for a limited time. Better get it before we pull it and hide it forever, you know? That's fun. That's a fun way to... Um, it's so buy, cool, yeah. Buy my family members a Nintendo Switch next year when they can't play some of the games that I thought were so fun. Mm-hmm. It really, it really sucks. But yeah. is there anybody in the games industry besides Nintendo that has that Disney pull to get That's away with thing. it? That's the thing. No, not enough I feel people like, are complaining about this. I feel like like Nintendo can do this, and it doesn't matter if we complain. Like it will, it, it will work. It's gonna work for Nintendo, yeah. and people yeah. will people will love them for it because they're Nintendo, and that's. You know, it sucks. It really sucks. Because Di- I mean, Di- like er- Dis- Disney, in the minds of so many people, Disney is infallible. There is yeah. nothing that the Disney Corporation can ever do to convince people that their primary goal is not to bring you happiness. Yeah, and that's Nintendo in this and uh, today even, also. Even as someone who criticizes Disney all the time, it, to do, myself, do, do I don't feel I offended. Don't, I, even when you said that, I thought, but. There are castles and magic. If my mom heard you say that, she would she would slap you. She gets so angry. But like, have you seen all thing. my Kodaks? Yeah, yeah. I have so many happy memories. Yeah. I, look, listen, Disneyland. I'm sure it's great. Listener, Disneyland. I haven't I haven't been. Uh, email us. And I mean, tell that's me what the ride thing, I should right? go on. Disneyland <laughs> rules. Disney comes up with a lot of really right. cool movies, but go... they still have this like it's the fucked up like corporate shit that we were talking about earlier. Haunted Mansion ride. Oh yeah. Um the space the Space Mountain. Oh yeah. Splash Mountain no longer called that. You got to hurry before Splash Mountain uh-huh. loses steaming, yeah. yeah. Um listeners, I went on like a field trip summer camp thing to <laughs> Disneyland. <So laughs> it's my favorite story. It was expensive for my parents. But we also went to Knott's Berry Farm in the other Oh never mind. The other one that's right next to <laughs> Disneyland. Okay. Um, anyway, I was a Magic stupid Mountain? fucking, no, mm, not Universal Studios. That's not even the same they're state. Not, they're not, cl- they're not the same state. They're just far oh. away. Are you sure? Anyway. There's, it's close to anyway, Hollywood. Anyway, yeah. I was a dumb, I was a dumb shit. This isn't the Pluto thing. Oh, okay. It was hot because it's California and it's Disneyland and it was summer and it was hot and I was so. Asphalt. Ooh, I was thirsty later for a frozen lemonade. So I bought one and put it in my backpack. And then went on rides, and when I got out of the rides, my backpack was full of melted, how, sticky how juice. How old were you? It's like nine. Okay. I was really young and really stupid. I, I was going to make fun of you, but last week when we were grocery shopping, I autopilot myself, and I, I, I put the eggs in the freezer, so 
<laughs> yeah, I can't really judge here. I, I left a bag of frozen, uh, like, breaded fish fillets out all night once, and the bag had, like, expanded so much it was about to oh. burst. It was, I was Ew. like, can this be salvaged? And it was not. But no. all this can to I say these that, like, fishy sticks? They, they were just, like, yeah, they were just sort of, like, mushy sticks. It was yeah, just, yeah. like, it was just a gray mush, because it's, like, can fish sticks, right? Can I still enjoy right? these, these wonderful, breaded, delicious parcels of I don't know, you'll have now. to ask the food hotline. Oh, shit, I want to get their name right. The oh, other... he meant the other podcast. But you'll have to ask the Food Fumble Hotline about that. I don't know. Hotline. Yeah. Yeah. Go I, listen to them. They're great. I genuinely thought that you meant that, like, FDA had, like, a phone number I thought, <laughs> I thought, that you called to find out about food. I thought he was shutting down my joke. Like, he was like, you should just go look uh, it up. No, no. Stop asking no. me about food. No, I was trying to promote our friends who make an interesting right. podcast. Um, anyway, all this uh, to say that are Nintendo. You guys gonna play Fire... Wait, Janelle's doing the segue. Oh, okay. Anyway, are you guys gonna play Fire Emblem? I might, I'm honestly. Not. <laughs> that was really. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> I I bought Fire Emblem Awakening at a store in Bend, Oregon, one time, and I uh. Wicked. I never put it in my DS. I heard that I game is really cool. It. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but I didn't play it so i don't know if it is yeah but i do have it somewhere next to all my other ds games like elite beat agents that i also haven't played how far so how long do you think it's gonna take for people to riot before they realize wait they could translate mother 3 this is feasible and people would actively buy it alex nobody will ever riot over nintendo and nobody ever should well yeah if you riot over nintendo after all of the things you could have rioted about i'm gonna riot about you (laughs) because that's absurd (laughs) My point That's is, ridiculous. how long do you think Nolan's, it's going to take people Nolan's to get gonna angry? Be one of those people, Nolan's going to be one of those people who's like, if you guys want to peacefully protest against Nintendo, oh my God. feel no. free not to buy their games, but if you riot against Nintendo, that is just going too far. I'm going to be I'm gonna be, a, I'm gonna be a Nintendo protester counter-protester. I will show up with pro-Nintendo signs. And <laughs> just a big cardboard sign of Mario being like, look at him jump, yeah! We love him! I... I support the thin red line. Oh of, no! Of Nintendo. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a sign. It's the Mario question block, and then you turn it around, and the question is, well, "Where's your human decency?" or something like that. I'm gonna be at the uh, hey ho Mario hey no, ho Mario. Mario. I'm gonna have a sign of the Mario mushroom. And, and, and it will say, it will say, maybe if you ate this, you could learn to be the bigger person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, I'm going to smash some bros if I don't get the game I want. I'm oh boy. Gonna call my mom about it. Mother three. That's my joke. <laughs> Did you know you're saving that game by calling your dad? Isn't that cute? It, there's like your mother is like not a fixture in that story. Well, she's dead. Oh, I think, spoilers. I think the game's about Mother Earth. Is that why it's called Mother? No, it's, it's mother... about. Oh well, I don't know why the first game's called Mother, but the third game's called Mother because it's about your mother. You're grappling with the loss of your mother. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, she dies. Oh remember? yeah. Oh my god. When I played this game in high school, I named every character after the Game Grumps for some reason, and I remember. <laughs> That in the beginning of the game, Susie died. Yeah. And yeah. then I had to play as Aaron and go fight a T-Rex. And then 
I think I think the main character I think was like Barry or something. I don't. Yeah. Oh, that, it was Barry, and the evil brother was John, and that that checks out. Yeah, that yeah. checks out with real life. This game is really cool. They should release it um, legally yeah, okay. so we can buy it. Anyway, a different video game. How about this new Halo game? Remember when we were like, hey, this Halo game actually looks cool. These guys are wrong. I'm excited for it. No. Uh, well, me and Nolan were like that, but apparently no one else on the team thought that. I think yeah. this game looks cool. I, I, I still think it looks all right, but... Well, some people don't. Yeah, apparently not. Uh, people were very upset about Craig, and they're now... They hired a former Bungie guy, who people got really excited about, and now he's gone. He's decided to, to leave, so... The man what? was named Chris Lee. Yeah. He was overseeing the development or at least production of halo infinite at uh not bungie but 343 industries and uh he is no longer working there apparently according to bloomberg news chris lee is the second top director on halo infinite to leave in just two years so it's it, so halo infinite's looking a little messy people seem to halo not infinite. be happy with it and the bit of a... team seems to not be happy with it Bit of a Final Fantasy fifteen situation on our hands here. Bit of a bit of a Dragon Age situation on our hands. Mm, yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. So, I, I, so I'm... apparently, this guy had been with three four three Industries since two thousand eight, um, and had been with the 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 Halo games for a real long time. Won't be working on this game. Uh, also, according to the article, he still is working at Microsoft, though it doesn't specify what he'll be doing. That's so strange. At Microsoft. Yeah. And it also does not specify uh, whether or not they have any information. They probably don't because it's pretty new information. Um, but there's nothing about who will be taking over development with this director stepping away. Um, not that it would necessarily be a name that any of us would recognize, most likely. Mm -hmm. But um, as, as game casual Halo fans, like, yeah. Yeah. I plead to Jason Schreier, the man who knows everything about the video game industry, that next time you record a story that we're going to record on our podcast, you give us a little bit more <laughs> to talk about Jason, because he, he says a whole lot of nothing in this article, and I can't blame I, him because... Really? I, 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 yeah, I, 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 I agree. Can, yeah. I think this is like, this is like a hot bullet full of information that just starts and ends. Because well, people were super excited about this, and then... Well, yeah. And then he's also revealing, oh, it's been rocky the entire duration of the time. So I feel like this article doesn't doesn't bury the lead at all. It just says like, hey, Chris Lee's gone. Yeah, but I want to know. <laughs> but why. so is everyone I talk, else. I want to talk about the. Meat. You want you want to know? Yeah. I want to talk about the sashimi. You of want like a three four three investigation? Yeah. It also worth is worth noting that the uh, article also specifies that it, last year, the creative director and the executive producer of the company as well director being tim longo and the producer being mary olsen also left and that when they left they said that the vision of the game is now being helmed by chris like that it's resting on his shoulders on and then he shoulders. just dropped so, it he just so he's, he left he's out so um this was gonna be the xbox one x's launch title this was going to sell systems yeah. and it's not only was it delayed now they lost one of their their main guys so it might get delayed it even more even, it doesn't even have a release date yeah. anymore. Just yeah. next year. How do you guys feel about Halo Infinite in general? 
I don't care. I don't care about Halo Infinite. Most people don't care. I don't know about that. I, I think it looks fun. I think a lot of people. Think, yeah. Yeah, sure. A lot of people. Not most people. Thank well, you. Um, well, just you and, like, the people you talk to, but, like, there's more than just us. You guys are the only people I talk to. And so, <laughs> technically, all the people I know <laughs> give a shit. Okay? Okay. Um, first off. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Halo is Halo. It'll be fun. It won't, though, because people got angry at the last two. They hated them. Okay, well, gamers gamers be damned. Like, it's Halo. <laughs> It'll be fun. Can that be the, the name of the podcast? I was just going to write that down so we didn't forget it, yes. Um, but, like, I don't expect Halo Infinite to be, like, this crazy, mind-blowing game, just like how Call of Duty but, is fun, but, but you don't you know, expect it to be... This is the like, first This is the first piece of media since hit film Never-Ending Story that won't end. <laughs> Janelle, it goes on forever. Janelle, you have no idea oh, wait, how no, angry no, Call of Duty no. fans oh, get wait, about certain also... games. Oh, no, I do. I certainly do. But, like, the first Call game of Duty... since Bioshock Infinite that won't Look. end. <laughs> I'm still playing that game. Every day. There is a never-ending story game. It's not good. It exists. You guys are ruining my life right now, but you know what I mean. Like... You finish Bioshock Infinite, and then when you finish it, it flips a switch, and you live in an actual hyper-patriotic hellscape. After Wait you play, oh shit! Oh shit! And then it's in, it's in, it's infinitely part of you. Where people oh, worship shit. the Constitution and the founding fathers like gods. The only way to win is to kill Uncle Sam. <laughs> at the end of the game. <laughs> Imagine living in that reality. That would if, suck, if, wouldn't if it? I, if I play Halo Infinite, <laughs> and I think it's, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going, guys. I just. I have Game Pass, so like for me, I'm just like I don't I don't even know I don't even know when Microsoft games come out. I just open my computer and I go, oh, eh, here it is, and it's just there, and I yeah. don't even know that it's there. It just I think happens. You mentioned to me. Game Pass every three episodes. It's great. It's I, a it's a wonderful service, but it's pretty it, good. The other day I was like, I should buy Subnautica, and then I opened Game Pass and I thought, I. I already installed this like three. I didn't even know I did that. Yeah. I just I already installed this game. Then I played Subnautica and I thought, that's ah, okay. Subnautica <laughs> rules. It's good. But so this Halo game lost its director. Um, the new yeah. Rare game Everwild lost its director. What's going on at Microsoft? Do you think they've spread themselves too? And now they have acquired more studios. Like, uh, yeah. And apparently there are still more acquisitions on the way that we're gonna find out about this year. Probably at the Game Awards, if I had to guess. But this is gonna it, Microsoft's having like a real bad time. What are you What are you doing? What's going on with him? I just Microsoft has never, in recent times, had a good time. Yeah, Microsoft is just, they're just not they're not on the. They ball were flying the high during the 360, and then they I have know. consistently dropped the ball ever since. They were flying yeah. high on the 360 because they invented Xbox Live, and then everybody else was like, we could have multiplayer, and then Xbox went, shit, that's all we got. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. There's nothing left. You know, we this... can keep making this car game. Make a spinoff of the car game. They just, look, here's what I think of. When I was an idiot, <laughs> well, hang on. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bill. Shut up! Okay, when I was okay. an idiot 19 year old, I worked at this shitty bank and nobody there liked it except for my two friends who still work there for some reason. And they were always having issues, the bank was, but they were always buying other banks all the time, just always eating them up, just always buying more banks. Mm -hmm. I thought if we bought more money with our money, we could have infinite money! And everyone there is oh. unhappy now, so all I'm saying is that Halo, 
Microsoft's Halo, my Halo's Microsoft is going to turn out to be just like that bank I worked at. That's, yeah. Yeah. And so might Major. every other studio, Double Fine, uh, yeah. Bethesda, and all of the ZeniMax properties. Like Major Nelson and Bill Gates are in like a room with some whiskey right now going, I thought like everybody loved, everyone loves Marcus Phoenix. <laughs> Why can't we sell these consoles? Bill Gates doesn't drink whiskey. Uh, Bill Gates is drinking seltzer water, nope. probably. No. Bill Gates only drinks green smoothies. <laughs> what? What's yeah. in the green smoothies? Does it make Spinach. him? Does it make him immune from the from the? Does he? Does he get giant bulging muscles and then like he go beats up the guy who's hitting on his girlfriend and becomes a sailor? Does he just? Does he jump over a chair? No, but does he not seem like the kind of guy who only drinks like fancy blended? Drinks? Have you not seen that video of Bill Gates like? He's he's it's it's an interview of him in the early two thousands and the report. Have you seen this, Alex? I don't think so. No, it's it's an old video of him <laughs> with this like crappy fourth resolution or you know aspect ratio or whatever. And the reporter goes, "Do you have any special talents?" Uh, and and Bill Gates goes, "Well, uh, I could I could jump over this chair." <laughs> and the reporter goes, "The reporter goes, okay." And then he stands up. <laughs> And he jumps over the chair, and they both smile, and then he sits back down. <laughs> is this real? Did you make this up? No, 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 no. It's, it's real. real. It's real. And that's it. That's the whole video. Oh, my God. And then, and then she goes, she goes, wow. <laughs> that's what I would do, too. <laughs> oh, he's great. Anyway, so he's probably Love drinking his green smoothies. You're right about that. That uh, does seem like yeah. something he would do. <laughs> um, and complaining about how his consoles seem to be just collapsing. Even though they're oh, pouring so much money into he, them. Bill Gates probably couldn't care less about the performance of Xbox He probably series. doesn't even remember that he owns Xbox or whatever. I mean, he, I'm sure he does, but like... Whoever is it, in charge at Microsoft... It can't matter that much. Whoever's yeah. making decisions at yeah. Microsoft is probably very frustrated, and I don't blame them. And, and it sucks. I already told you, it's Major Nelson to this day. <laughs> is it still Major Nelson? Are you serious? <laughs> no, Major Nelson has never made any choices at Microsoft. He's like a, he's like a PR figurehead. But, I, but I, want, I want to believe that Major Wait, Nelson secretly makes every choice. Was Microsoft. Major Nelson the guy who was like, developers, 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 developers? Was that him? Oh, I... You know what I'm I talking about, though, right? I do, but I couldn't tell you. Ah, damn. Anyway, we'll see what Halo is like. Maybe me and Nolan were wrong, and it's going to be, like, dog trash. I just uh, I just know that, like, Major Nelson was, was the guy who did all the videos on your Xbox dashboard, and then PlayStation had Christine Steimer. Oh really, yeah, 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 yeah. Which was which was really funny to me because, sorry, Greg Miller, if you listen to the podcast, bet you don't. But <laughs> Greg Miller uh, used to date Christine Steimer when they worked at IGN together, and then he was the he's Greg Miller was the PlayStation editor or one of them along with Tom Hardy at, at IGN. Um, don't ask me why I know so much about the IGN editors, listeners. I I, I just do. He uh, broke up with Christine Steimer, and then he was the playstation editor and then after their breakup she got hired to manage all of playstation's like press so he would have had to like open his playstation and his ex-girlfriend would have been on the screen telling him about the games oh man and then he would have to go to work and write and about, the games. about that yeah i think that's hysterical that is really funny and i don't even who knows if they're still i don't know i don't know anything about greg miller yeah you know, that. you know a lot about greg miller all he cares about is marvel yeah, and he's super obsessed like, with no, PlayStation a, and Marvel games. He hates PCs, and he loves Marvel and mm-hmm. PlayStation. Yeah. We love you, Greg. Come on the podcast. Talk about... Greg, um, I emailed you once to come onto my podcast, Greg, but you didn't respond to me. Greg's not... Because he's not listening the to man's this podcast. A, the, man's a, the man's a busy man. Busy man. So am I. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Well, anyway, listeners, every episode we talk about the best games of a given year. We started in 1995, way back when. We're now on 2014, I believe. And I am going to ask you guys, what were the best games in 2014? I can't go first. I can't go first. Okay. (laughs) Well, so I was between a couple. This is a tough year. I think honorable mentions are Mario Kart 8. I think that and the Switch version, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, are the best Mario Kart games. Yeah. Um, Bayonetta 2. I have not finished Bayonetta 2. I was just talking about how I need to finish Bayonetta 2. But Bayonetta 2 fucking rules. I love Bayonetta. Um, But I think my favorite game is a little game called Hohokam. Have you guys ever heard of this? I haven't. Wow. Um, Hohokam is a game for the PS4. It is a... It was published or is developed by an indie studio, Honey Slug, and published by Sony Computer Entertainment. And it is a very strange, unique, interesting video game that I haven't seen anything quite like since. I... Nobody talks about this game. I think they should. I think this game is amazing. Um, and it's spelled H-O-H-O-K-U-M. Ho-ho-cum. Um, okay. And it's, and it's a wonderful, beautiful, interesting video game. And easily my favorite of that year. And you should play it if you, if you have a PlayStation device. Yeah. <laughs> Was this the game... With the kind of nice ambient soundtrack that you played in your friend's car that one time? Uh, n- oh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. That was it. <laughs> and then they, I played them the soundtrack, hmm. and then they stopped letting me use the aux cord ever since. We were on, like, a road trip, and I was not allowed to, to pick songs ever again. But Which is too bad, because that game's soundtrack is nice. And, uh, and this game listener, is nice. Listener, let me tell you. Back in the iPod days, when you had to locally download your music, when I used to hang out with uh, our, our co-host Alex frequently, uh, and he had one phone and one iPod, one one in each pocket. One of them had extra storage space, and he needed that extra storage space because he had every disc downloaded of the Super Smash Brothers Brawl soundtrack, which is yeah, the Brawl soundtrack is amazing. Think, I think it's like 860 tracks. It's, it's it's huge and it's amazing, yes. And it's and it's like the it's like the greatest hits of most of video games. Even ones that aren't characters in the game show up. It's wild. And then I got a physical from Club Nintendo back when that was still around, a physical Smash 4 uh, soundtrack disc that I still have somewhere. It's it's great. I love the Smash soundtracks and the remixes. They're so good. Yeah, Nolan and or Janelle, awesome. what's your guys' favorite games of that year though? Nolan, what's yours? I need you to go first. I need to not. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Up until we started recording, I thought we were going to talk about 2015, which was mm. easy, or so I thought. We'll talk next week, listener. Um, I feel like you're going to punish them. We'll talk oh, about PT, this next PT, week. PT, 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 PT. Oh, PT was that year? Yes. Oh, okay. PT. So was Hearthstone. Two great games. Which, one, one, which one's your favorite? PT. Nice. But how's a playable trailer? Does that count as a? I would count it. I would count it, because it was kind of its own experience, and it wasn't gonna be like the the game anyway, right? So like. That's true. Well, maybe we'll never know. PT totally fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Just greatest horror game of all time, but since it's not a game game, um, I I know that a lot of people have issues with Hearthstone and games where you have to spend money to win. Hearthstone's fun as fuck. 
and I really like it. I find the Warcraft universe incredibly endearing, and Hearthstone is the best at being an online card game. IMO. Okay. But PT, man. Totally fucks. <laughs> That's my... They should put that on the cover. They should, like, release a physical disc, and then, like, you know, like, IGN 10 out of 10, Emerald Games cast. Totally fucks. They should. That's our official take. Totally fuck. I never got to actually play that game, and I'm always really sad about that. I didn't either. You can play it on PC. Not the same. Not the same. They well, can do it. It's like a fan mod, isn't it? I want like a... Like really legitimate, though. People have made like really very legitimate versions okay. of it on PC. I, I want like when PS4 <laughs> emulation gets far enough along, which will take many, many years... I'm sure that'll be the first game that they'll get working, so. Actually, really quick before yours, when Nolan and I first bought Dreams, we found PT on there, and we had to stop playing because it was pretty scary. Yeah. So people make good PT and Dreams, I guess, which is pretty weird. But it's not, it's not in the Fox engine. The Fox engine's amazing. Yeah. Apparently it was a nightmare to code for, that's why they don't use it anymore, but it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, okay, so 2014 is, I think that somebody in the audience would be upset if somebody didn't mention The Witcher 3. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The Witcher 3 is not my favorite game of that year, though. I, I, I like The Witcher 3 a lot. I think it's really well made. Um, but I find it interesting because of all of the choices you get to make and all and 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 the the complexity of the narrative however that intrigue to me is in spite of how dull i find the narrative itself like i love to see how much i can affect it but the extremely high fantasy world is is really hard for me to, to like feel grounded into interesting um, okay I, I just i just don't really care that much about the witcher i guess is what i'm saying um so what is your favorite but it's a great game but for me uh probably it's persona 5 i think that didn't or... come out that year in america did it come out that year Persona 5 came out in 2017, you lunatics. No, not 2017. It did not come out in 2014. I know that for a fact. It came out in 2017. Okay, hold on. We're looking this up. Holy shit. Um, yeah, maybe you're well, thinking of the Japanese release? Because it took a couple no, years that... to port it. Maybe. Um, I'm searching this right now. While he searches that, I played about 10 hours of The Witcher 3, and I found the combat so unpleasant. That's what I've heard more often, is that people mm-hmm. just would rather turn it to easy and just watch the, and listen to the story. Yeah, and if the story isn't, like, super grabbing you. Oh, Valiant Hearts of the Great War came okay, out Okay, you're right. Year. Persona 5 came out in 2016. So Where'd you I'm, get 2014 I'm, from? Uh, a, a list of games published on The Verge listed it as 2014, and I blindly believed it uh, for a second. Well, so we um, just watched. So, wait, hold on. I can pick my runner-up then, which was the one that I was going to pick otherwise, which okay. did come out in 2014. Uh I'm pretty dang sure. Okay. I'm going to say, see. I'm going to say MGS Ground Zeroes. Yes. Phantom Pain came out later, yeah. but Ground Zeroes was probably my favorite game of that year. Um, I've got to be honest. I'm surprised you didn't go Wolfenstein, The New Order. Oh, oh dang. You know, damn. that's a great game. It's probably a better bang for, bang for your buck than Ground Zeroes. Um, 
man. Well, play, play, play Ground Zeroes in concert with Phantom Pain, and then Ground Zeroes will be your best. But if it's standalone, Wolfenstein New Order would be number one. Yes, um, you're right. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance came out on Mac that year. Oh, so, that was back when that's they were supporting games to Mac. Yeah. Damn, I love Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. That game does not get enough credit for being a good Metal Gear game. Oh, also Alien Isolation came out that year, which is a really fun game. Yeah. Oh. Okay, there are some good games that year. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of good games for, this year. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. it's 2014. Yeah. You, lo- you, love love the, you love the the Lords and Rings. What about Mid- uh, Shadow of Morador? I don't like those games. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very much. I don't well, think they're very fun. They're so... I know that's the point, but they're so not lore-friendly. Yeah. It's oh, Smash 4 came out that year. It's hard yeah. to look back at Smash 4 now that Smash 5 is basically Smash 4, but better, so. Eh. Well, listener, I'm sorry for blindly <laughs> listening to The Verge and getting it wrong, but look forward to 2016 because we will talk about Persona 5, I'm sure. It's Wait. a great game. What? I changed my mind. Well, oh. oh. Oh? Yes, my actual favorite game of 2014 is a game that Nolan introduced to me. By the creator of To the Moon. Oh. Which is a bird story. Just kind of. Oh. Kind of a trailer, in a sense, for. Um, what's the next game called? Finding Paradise. For Finding Paradise. A lot of it's, trailer games that year. Yeah, I know, right? It's incredible, and it made me ball my eyes out, and you get to befriend a little bird, and it's beautiful, and everybody should play it. It's like $2, probably. Nice. All right. We should probably yeah. wrap yeah. it up, though. That was the Emerald Games Cast episode 43. No, 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 Alex, you ruined the entire bit. If you just cut me off, then we can't do anything except for move on and pretend like I didn't talk. It makes the whole thing all screwed. You already screwed the whole thing by bringing it up, but... The final episode before the next episode is two of the same number. Damn. Damn. I know. Damn. Mission 43 in Metal Gear Solid 5 is probably pretty fun. Haven't gotten there. Yeah. But there is one. <laughs> okay. And I did look it up. <laughs> you did, why did you do that? Just, I needed a 43 thing in case you didn't do one. Fair enough. Yeah. In any case, that's been the Emerald Games cast. Uh, I've been Nolan. With me has been... Revolver. Janelle. <laughs> and? Uh, someone who's going to leave the podcast if we make another numbers joke. And oh, you man. can tweet us recommendations for your number joke for episode 44 <laughs> at ODE you Gamescast. Can send us your resume too, because it sounds like we'll need it. Yep. <laughs> at emeraldgamescast at gmail.com. You can be the listener that starts a poll to spread around the listener base to find out who likes the number jokes. You can make <laughs> so a, we can report you can back make to Alex. A Facebook fan group if you want. That's right. Come back next week. Halloween will be over. It won't be spooky anymore. And you can tell us all about your favorite game demo. And your takes on the current president of the United States of America. Next don't, week. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs>